that lass on Radio 4 who's sort of Charlotte Green? She's got nothing on me. Do you look into their eyes, Ian, or is that too personal a question? You don't want to go into this. What would you be shouting at the television screen, Ian Lennox? I can't proofread that. <laughs> but uh, there is a slight suggestion that next season might be better. So, uh, mm. Let's hope so. No one seems to get a panic like of pulling shirts nowadays, I hardly ever. Or seven simple seasons. Fly me to the moon, the audio podcast companion with Rob Nichols. Well, it's always good to see that in celebration of her work as a, uh, a fine uh, socialiser at that other club that's the richest club in the world, of course, these days, Jenny Bill has actually uh, gone for a nice red colour for her hair, which proves that Middlesbrough can still celebrate its own way forward. Isn't that right, Rob Nichols? It definitely is. Everyone should have red hair, I think. Yeah, it's it's too late for me, Rob. I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. So I'm yeah. just saying that quite, quite right from the off. Uh, but we've got a tremendous lineup here to celebrate our manager of the month, of course, uh, smashing uh, all notion of any kind of curse of manager of the month award and more. Uh, we've got the return of George Conway. How are you, George? I'm very well, Alex. How are you? Marvellous. And of course, Jenny Finch, our ace author, is back with us, giving us two Jennies, one with an IE and one with a standard Y. Amazing. So, Rob, talk to us about, uh, well, the fact that you've also had COVID. So for the first time, you've had to actually yeah. not go to a match. You couldn't see the Piezo winner for new, for, for uh, Middlesbrough against Mansfield. Um, and you know, apart yeah. from that, how has life been with this glorious new Chris Wilderverse that we've got in terms of Middlesbrough? <laughs> the Wilder way. Yeah, it's 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 uh, very very good. Um, and we we had a, obviously Chris Wilder's manager of the month, and his 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 main man um, is Isaiah Jones, who was also the player of the month for the championship because Isaiah Jones has been opening teams up left, right, and centre, or should I say on the right, uh, and and uh, and and bringing his last gasp victories, and obviously the last last gasp victory in the cup, I missed because. Um, Ending my run, Alex, of I don't like to count up how many games, but it's going to be about 900, I suppose, <laughs> in, a, in a row uh, of, of games watching watching Borough. But, yeah, we won it 3-2. And, and now um, the payoff from that, of course, is that, that we play uh, Man United at Old Trafford. So uh, lots and lots to look forward to this week as we, as we look po- uh, this, this week and this month as, we, as we're poised in seventh in the, in the league. And um, and yeah, playing Man United in the FA Cup, so it's all looking yeah. pretty good. Although I prefer to refer to them as VAR United these days because I think right. that's, that's the way forward. You know, it's, it'd be a first time for for Barrett to come forward. up against the uh, uh, video assistant re- assistant referee. George, uh, you've also had a few sort of health uh, experiences. Indeed, also we're all set to go to Sheffield United, and then that was called off. So, talk to us about your experiences, and do you feel now as though it's a brave new era? Finally, the George Conway curse of Borough locked <laughs> in the Championship is going to be vanquished. Oh, I do hope so. You know, it's obviously I was a bit gutted to not be able to go to the Sheffield United game, but obviously with it being called off, but it was it, it was almost a blessing in disguise, really. You know. I didn't go, and we're still going strong. Like, like I said, like I said a few times last times I've been on, um, I, I, I've 
I've often had a curse when going. So and I, I also wanted to attend the Manfield game, but they sold out just before I could get a ticket. So once again, you know, the curse is, you know, the curse is yet to be broken. But hopefully, hopefully, um, I'll be able to get a ticket for Old Trafford and hopefully it'll be broken, man. Mm. It's definitely a thought. And over in Ireland, Jenny Finch, uh, what are your thoughts? Do you think it's a case of, yeah, it's going to be plain sailing now, it's going to be a double of returning to the Premiership and an FA Cup final victory uh, for, for Burroughs that march to Wembley? <laughs> that would be wonderful. I do remember about 12 or 15 years ago, Borough were the banana skin team for Manchester United. Whenever they tried to play them, they lost over and over again. Maybe that time is coming back. You never know. Oh, indeed, absolutely. Hope so. <laughs> so let's uh, let's turn to somebody who, again, um, just as Everton, well, Liverpool fans refer to uh, uh, Rafa Benitez as Agent Benitez. I think we refer to Jenny as Agent uh, uh, Jenny Bill, basically, uh, being there <laughs> in Newcastle. Um, presumably, great celebrations for Cambridge United, basically, Jenny. Were you actually there for that particular event? I was there last week and funny enough, actually, somebody that I know plays for Cambridge United. Um, he's from Barnsley and his brother is an international skater and I know the family really well. So I was kind of there. They were obviously thrilled to bits, absolutely thrilled to bits. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, Newcastle just can't get the ball in the net. I think they're defending better now, but they just can't get the ball in the net. And um, I think they played really well against Man United. And, and I would have thought Middlesbrough would stand a really good chance against Man United um, because they obviously they locked down Ronaldo and they just defended really well. And I could see Middlesbrough doing the same thing, if I'm honest. Um, I know a little bit. I'm not so familiar with Middlesbrough or with the, the first division, but I, I do follow it a little bit. Um, and so, yeah. I think they can do and I think they will return to the Premiership as well, if I'm honest. Uh, should do, they should do. Well, again, I, I, I'm just very impressed with the fact, Rob, that, uh, and I'm sure Ian Lennox will be listening to this, maybe something's just actually just cropped up that he realised it might sort of be a bit problematic, so he sent in Jenny as a, a first reserve from, from that point of view, but we have uh, the classic line here, Manchester United will be a doddle, uh, I'm glad we missed the big teams like Cambridge. Because uh, obviously that is, is 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 fairly critical from from that point of view, which which which, which is great stuff. Uh, so, Rob, where would you like to take us from this current edition? Uh, of course, it's the uh, podcast companion to issue six hundred and twenty-two. I mean, Reading obviously, Kidderminster Harriers did the business against Reading. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, yeah. did Fulham. I mean, it's going to be yeah. fourteen nil, isn't it, to Middlesbrough this one? Surely. <laughs> It was interesting this morning, um, Chris Wilder was trying to keep everybody's feet on the ground because, because you're quite right, Reading are having an absolutely appalling time on the field and off the field they're in real disarray as well, I think. I don't think they've got any money at all. So um, that doesn't help when you're in a, in a transfer window. But but yeah, he's trying to keep everybody really focused. Um, we've got a tradition, as is mentioned by Chris Bartley in the fanzine, we've got a tradition in January where, where the wheels fall off. Uh, we 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 are sort of celebrating the new year, and we're thinking, oh, we're all sort of poised to make a big big launch for the, for for promotion, and then in January it all crumbles away. You remember Jonathan Woodgate? He got got manager of the month in December, and he he, he was he, he didn't win another game, did he? <laughs> Before he was, um, but surely not this way, because the the, the man that you have uh, behind you uh, at your shoulder, Alex uh, Chris Wilder. It, it is is such a professional that the 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 club is being run so well now. It seems um, 
with a with a with a direction where we know the way we're playing on the field. So therefore, we're going to release a few players that are good players, but they don't fit into the team pattern. But we know what we're doing recruitment wise. Um, and you know, we got we got our signings in really early, the start of January, which is which is very rare. Um, and so things are, things are looking quite good. And yes, let's, let's hope we can um, have a good victory tomorrow. But it, it probably won't be as easy as we're thinking. I think I don't think fourteen nil. I go more for twelve nil. <laughs> so, so lots of goals then. I mean, talking strikers, George. Are you happy with the the emphasis on strike force uh, that uh, Chris Wilde is obviously setting into place, or would you actually say, well, you know, the, there's a whole new world opening up here, or is it just a case of you look at Nottingham Forest, of course, and their fabulous results against Arsenal, and say, well, you know. There's always the joys of uh, the, uh, uh, the, the the flying wingers, shall we say? Um, yeah, very happy actually. For the first time in, in a long time, I'm confident with our strike force. Um, Spara, what more? Um, and then I, his name's gone completely out of my head. The uh, the young lad we've just got in Arsenal, Balogun. Um, yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of confidence there. Balogun is uh, it's very highly rated amongst. Uh, the Arsenal fans, and they think that he could have, uh, you know, there's some very, very good potential there. So I'm hoping that, you know, everything sort of comes together and, you know, the, the strikers can actually bag some goals. And hopefully, if we can push on to promotion and get ourselves promoted, then, um, you know, we, we can hold on to Sparar. It would be nice to see. I think he's been fantastic up front. So, and he looks like the exact type of player that we've been missing for so many years. So, it would be uh, so, yeah. It'd be nice to keep hold of him, and for once, I'm confident in the strike force. Um, and in terms of the uh, the flying wing, is uh, Jed Spence uh, Forrest looking absolutely fantastic? Um, really hope we don't lose him because he could come back and be an absolute force for us. Play him on one side, and Isaiah Jones on the other, and we could be an absolute force going forward and at the back. Would you, George? Would you? Uh... It's it's interesting you should say that, but that I suppose the problem is if would you move who would you move? Because <laughs> because I, I, I Jones is the player of the month and mm. he makes goal after goal. He's, he's he's playing the perfect role at the moment, isn't he? So yeah. so surely you wouldn't expect him to move to the left. No, no, absolutely not. If anything, I'd swap. I would probably have played Spence on the left. I do think our left side doesn't necessarily have quite a strength right side does obviously with Neil Taylor it's looking a lot stronger and obviously he's, with... just, he's just signed a contract I believe Neil Taylor yeah and we've just also like... we're also buying um McGree from Celtic left-sided midfielder he's 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 waiting his international clearance today yeah. so he's the Australian centre mid isn't he so yes it'd be nice to see uh you know it'd be nice to see how he gets on but yeah I'd probably swap Spence on for left if possible, but at the moment, um, you know, very confident in the team and just would be a shame to see Spence, you know, join somebody else. In the words of one of the co-commentators for the Nottingham Forest uh, Arsenal game, if uh, Barry could actually let Jed Spence go, they must have one heck of a team. Interesting point. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so Jenny, is this just false optimism? Is this just a case of, well, we've been there before, you know, are you going to actually bring us uh, back to earth here and sort of say, look, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you've just beaten Barnsley and they almost came back to actually uh, uh, score in the, in, in the last moments, etc. Well, it was only an own goal that effectively gave them a 3-2 victory. Is this being carried away, do you think? I think it depends on the team that went in there and what the priorities of the manager are, because sometimes uh, sometimes teams have other priorities, like maybe gaining promotion or at least getting into the playoffs. And they might have uh, put in some, um, some perhaps less dedicated performances, you know, done OK, but not actually care that much. I don't know how Middlesbrough feel about this. Mm. Um, it certainly, I was, I was quite shocked that they went from two nil to suddenly they were two all. What, what has happened there? Um, somebody wasn't concentrating, obviously, uh, it would be nice to see them have a good run. Um, I think I'd rather they had a good run in the cup than, uh, did more than get into the playoffs. Cause I don't think they're ready for the premier league yet. Maybe next year. Yes. Maybe playoffs experience, get a bit of extra money but I would go for the cup run this year, but then I'm not a football manager. <laughs> As you know, my dream scenario is that uh, Borough exchange places with Newcastle United and indeed a new team emerges in the northeast of, uh, of the country. But uh, I mean, Jenny, from, from your own perspective, uh, is it a case of, I mean, you, you're listening to this or you're saying, yes, 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 but we've got Kieran Trippier. <laughs> Which Jenny? <laughs> Jenny Bill. I presume you're talking to me. Um, well, I, I didn't see I didn't see him being particularly effective last last, last week. Um, no, I don't. I mean, as I say, I think Middlesbrough are, are a very good team. Personally, I think that they should go. They should move up. Um, but um, that's just my personal point of view. As I say, I. You mean, you mean you're not speaking on behalf of the owners of Newcastle United, Jenny, is what you're saying, which is OK. We can understand that. Speaking on behalf of the owners of Newcastle United, who, if I saw them, I'm not allowed to speak to them anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to see that there's a nice open system that's being put in there. But, you know, let's let's not talk about that. It's, it's all good. <laughs> actually, I mean, what? just share with the listener. Can you share with us what you actually do at St. James Park? What do I do at St. James Park? I'm a hospitality host. <laughs> That oh, means is... anybody. Nothing. Uh, nothing super duper exciting. I just look after. I look after the boxes on level five. The boxes so, on level five. Oh, we should bear that in mind. Yeah, it's worth noting, as well as being a, a top international uh, commentator for ice skating. Rob, we've reached the stage where Jimmy Flynn is actually uh, once again going to be submitting a little piece which we need to actually deliver in our usual sort of way from this point. I mean, one day we might actually sort of have a full choral speak package together, but it's not going to be today. Uh, so <laughs> would you like to actually launch this particular aspect, which is certainly, um, I think Jenny would be around from this point of view. Both Jennies actually would be around. Sadly, George, way before his time, basically, it's entitled yeah. When Ayrson Park Was Borough Fans Mecca. So... Yes. Uh, you know, we're not talking about any sort of Arabic friends in this particular aspect, or indeed prayer mats, but would you like to actually launch this particular thing, Rob? Indeed, launching it live from Ayrson Park, which is where I'm sitting at the moment. So, when Ayrson Park was Borough fans' mecca, sometimes deep in football thoughts I like to go along memory lane to a time long ago, 
when Ayrson Park was Borough fans' mecca and most travelled to the ground by double-decker. <laughs> Pre-match pints in the Cleveland or Park Hotel with a game of cards and darts as well. Discussions over who would win the forward sweep, what chance the goalie a clean sweep would keep. What would be Borough's team that day? Who would be dropped and who would play? Crowds snaking round the ground well ahead of play. Good-natured banter, the order of the day. Match programme purchased for a few pence. Thin paper pamphlet with sparse, concise contents. Managers' comments on previous games. Opposition players, pen pictures and names. Keycard for a half-time scores check. Matched against a giant metal scoreboard by straining the neck. Having negotiated the turnstiles to enter the ground, fans invariably their favourite viewing spot found. When regardless of Borough's current form, packed grandstands and terraces were the norm. When most Borough players were local lads born and bred, and fans a diet of exciting games were fed. When physical contact loomed large, and inter-forwards defenders would barge. When boots were heavy duty, industrial grade, and on contact with opponent or ball, a thudding sound made. When a football pitch was no place for the faint-hearted, who would be earmarked for treatment before the game started? Fleetness of foot and shin guards, the only protection from hitmen intent on making a painful connection. When goal scorers and ball players were the darlings of the crowd, who showed their appreciation in voices loud. When players like Wilf Mannion were the darlings of Teesside and wore the Borough shirt with distinction and pride. Sometimes deep in football thoughts, I like to go a long memory lane to a long time ago. It's like Homer-esque, isn't it, really? I mean, it's like the Iliad <laughs> in terms of working through that. I mean, he's outdone himself meant, on that line. I thought you meant Homer Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> One of those two. Uh, Jenny, as a professional writer, what did you make of Jimmy Flynn's offering as we endeavoured to deliver it in our usual Nichols left shoot manner? I certainly think you both did it justice. It's got a good narrative to it. I like that. And it's got some nice evocative description. I enjoyed it. You should really do a sequel about And now Rob Nichols lives there. He's never <laughs> been said to be a square. Or something along those lines. You know, yeah. I'm just, just yeah. saying. Mm. Uh, okay, uh, we continue with the centre page spread, of course. Uh, Journey to the 92, part two of the Odyssey of a Football Lifetime for a home yep. and away Borough fan. Uh, would you like to talk us through Gary Bolton's Odyssey? Gary was, uh, I went to school with Gary. Uh, he lived down the corner from me and um, he's been supporting Borough since he was a little kid. And um, through his football lifetime with Borough, he's gone, he's, he's, he's travelled all over the country watching Borough like me. Um, and that, but he he looked at how many gear, the, the there's a 92 club and that is that that's you you have to go to every single club that's in the football league in that particular season and poor Gary was getting very close to that number and then um, COVID intervened and football closed down and some of the teams were relegated and, and, and three more teams came up that he'd never been to the grounds before. <laughs> And suddenly, suddenly uh, after COVID, he, he, he suddenly had uh, less less teams to his to his name. So the, the, the second um, the second part is is again like uh, like um, Homer once again, <laughs> not, not a mixture between Homer Simpson and and Homer's Iliad once again in, in the fact that he's he's suddenly trying to to, to reach his ninety two, but things keep just keep getting in the way, and and this is the tale of. of, of 
of him actually finally attaining his goal. And indeed, an epic story there. Just waiting, Miss Finch, yeah. for a screenplay to be written about that, I feel, basically. <laughs> yeah. could, 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 could be a good self. I'm just saying. Um, Riley McGree, any thoughts about that in terms of, uh, I have to say, I've never heard of uh, Major League Soccer side Charlotte FC. Apparently, he's also played for Adelaide United in the South Australia A-League, uh, but he's obviously uh, wrapped up his loan spell at Birmingham. He's coming to Borough. Um, I mean, there is a bit of a precedent, Rob, because, I mean, Craig Johnston, of course, was a fairly famous lad who actually did stuff at uh, Liverpool before coming to the Borough. So, you know, the, the Australian connection is there. He came to he, uh, Craig Johnston. It's funny actually. Somebody wrote to me this week, and they were talking about they were thinking about um, looking at making a film about Craig Johnston's time at Borough because he came to Borough before Liverpool. He uh, he actually he actually saw Middlesbrough playing in in an Australian tour with under Jack Charlton, and he paid his own way to come across to this country. And um, it's a it's a it's a it's a very strange tale. But basically, he didn't really know much about football, and Jack Charlton told him to, to leave <laughs> and he, he'd left home and everything so he hid um, he, he says himself he, he basically hid in, in like a hut at, at, at the, at the at player's hotel and uh, gradually pract practiced and practiced and, and, and then through his dedication got into the team and, and became like a star at Middlesbrough and then was signed by, by Liverpool uh, uh, and, and became a star player at Liverpool and in the FA and started an FA Cup final win and things like that. So, uh, amazing story. Yeah. So if um, if we get another Aussie that plays anything like him, or indeed Mark Schwarzer, then that would be all right, wouldn't it? And of course, Craig Johnson. I often thought that story itself. It was almost as though it was ripped from the pages of one of those magazines yeah. like Tiger or Scorcher and Score. You know, the traditional routines, uh, Billy's Boots would actually sort of work for this. I realise, well, George, I'm talking about certain things you've never actually encountered now, but use no. use Wikipedia, type in <laughs> Scorcher and Score, Billy's Boots. Pop when he invented, question. He, Alex, Craig Johnson invented a new football boot. It was exactly. it, it became the Predator boot, and it, he, he, he invented it, um, and... Uh, he had loads. He's got an incredible life, actually, all sorts of things that he did. But yeah, invented a new football boot. So he, he was literally, it was it was Craig's boots rather than Billy's boots. Exactly. <laughs> Just out of interest, Rob, can you remember pop quiz question? Obviously, other people can actually interject. Who was the actual uh, original owner of Billy uh, Billy's boots? Who was the the, the player that actually had used them, which actually magically gave him the power to actually act very much like this particular player? I don't know. Go on, go on, Alex. Deadshot Keen. Deadshot Keen. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, anyway. uh, he was a fictional character. So, you know, let's, let, <laughs> let's, let's, let's move on. Um, is Chris Wilder generally optimistic? I mean, is there an upbeat feel? I mean, you, you were obviously at the press conference recently. Is yeah. there a general vibe that actually uh, it's going to start tomorrow against Reading? All's looking good. It's looking quite healthy because he was a bit pessimistic before we uh, had the turn of the year, it's fair to say. It was it was pessimistic because we had 20, 20 players testing positive with COVID. <laughs> it's quite a lot, really. Vaccinations, yeah. what are they? <laughs> yeah, and 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 obviously that played a part in uh, what what Jenny was talking about last week at, at Mansfield that the re one maybe one of the reasons why we we sort of um, fell down in the second half and conceded two goals was because all the so many of the players had been ill so they, and hadn't trained. 
So yes, I think he is. I think he is very optimistic. He's he's going to be guarded, keeping his feet on the ground. But he thinks that we're in a in a very strong position, um, and that that the the club and the and the chairman is 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 backing it with some money because he thinks that we've got a position. We we, we were expecting not to be in this position until next season, but you, you know we've got it. We've got to strike now and and try and go for it. And everyone is quite excited. I'm sure George, you'd agree. We're we're all quite you know looking forward to, to, the, to the games and there's a bit of a buzz around, isn't there? Home and away. So Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's incredibly exciting to see, you know, what we can do. We've probably got, we've probably got the best of the managers that we could have got at the time as well. Probably, And he's probably one of the, the, the best picks that there was. I kind of expected him to sort of maybe even get the Newcastle job, but it was, you know, it, it Wilder's an incredibly exciting manager who plays some incredible football. We've seen what he's already done with Sheffield United, um, you know, getting to the Premier League. And then you know, they had a first fantastic season in there. But due to you know, the inability of, you know, uh, financial inability, they weren't able to stay up. But if we can do that and Gibson goes in and backs Wilder, I can see no reason why we should all be excited about the sort of next five years. Jenny Bill, I, I mean, if memory serves, you actually did attend school in the Middlesbrough region. Is that true? What, what school? Did you attend? <laughs> oh, I attended. Oh, sorry. I thought you said did attend school. Yeah, we, um, we moved to Middlesbrough. I lived there for a few years. I can't remember how many years now, maybe three, three years we lived there. I think yeah. I sent you a photo, didn't I, of me holding the League Cup? That that was oh, that was right. yeah exactly but, but just were you actually were you were you a yarm school girl where where did you actually attend at that, that particular case? first of all I went to school at uh, Stainsby and then Acklam High yeah that I think that was that, you see, Rob, fi- finally a traditional Jenny. Stainsby girl has yeah, joined us yeah, yeah. You know, in, in the Chris Rea line. I'm a Stainsby old lady now. <laughs> I was a Stainsby. I mean, we're talking about like 1970. I'm very old. I don't look it, but I am very old. <laughs> so, yeah, like 1971, 1970. 19, I think we lived there from like the early 70s. So it was whenever uh, Borough won the League Cup, which it was it called may have then. been the Anglo-Scottish Cup, to be, to be honest, oh, Jenny, because, because the League remember. Cup wasn't actually won until the 21st century. But Or it might well have been, actually, I suspect, Jenny, if, if memory serves, that photo was the... actually when they won the second division championship at the time. Oh. <laughs> anyway. <It's all> a... <laughs> I just remember this. I've got that photo holding this cup, which yeah. we had taken. Which was taken, I think, in Debenhams or somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I used to go to a lot of football matches, <clears throat> and I played. I played for a ladies' football team when I was. So, that just age. out of interest, when did you switch from football to ice skating? Oh, when I was a bit older. <laughs> mm. I wanted to ice skate when I was younger, but I wasn't really able to. So yeah, I, well, just a little um, bit old. <laughs> Back in the John Neal era, of course, Stan Cummings and Billy Ashcroft were well known for their sort of Bambi on ice escapades, but that's another line entirely. Yeah, uh, that's me. 
we have three games left in January uh, as he moves bang up to date again in terms of where we're looking for. Obviously, there's the Reading game, which uh, this is, is looking ahead to. Uh, then away to Blackburn Rovers uh, a week on Monday, on the 24th of January. And then wrapping up at the end of January with a home game against Coventry City. Uh, Jenny Finch, let's go for your predictions. Middlesbrough versus Reading. I think... I think they're definitely going to win this, and I'd put it at probably 3-0 to Borough. Uh, Jenny, Bill, what's your Middlesbrough-Reading score, given that obviously you're warming up for the end of 2022 when uh, Douglas having omitted to invite you to be part in our famous FMTTM Predictor Challenge for the European Championships... Uh, indeed, Rob, the, 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 the stinging nature of Jenny's email, this is Jenny Bill, when she said, why didn't you ask me? I could have given you lots of predictions, etc. So what's your particular scoreline for, for this particular game against Reading? That was, that was for the for European international football. I think Middlesbrough will win. I do know they're not really a high scoring side, so I would say 2-1 to Middlesbrough. 2-1. George Conway, currently in Lincoln. Uh, with, with, with associates who actually, one in particular, actually maintains that everything is fraudulent in the championship sort of side of things. It's just a fraud. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's just from this it week's seminar. <laughs> well, we're playing another bag of frauds this week, uh, according to thought the said person. So you can um, name him if you want, basically, George. <laughs> it's okay. I'm sure we'll get a name check. <laughs> according to Jordan, everything's, uh, everything's fraudulent. And, um, I think we're going to play. I think we're going to win three-one, and I think the only person that we've got to watch out for is Andy Carroll. Yeah, but Andy Carroll's usually injured after the first five minutes, so I wouldn't no, have thought there's nothing to worry true. about there. You know, it's, <laughs> it's 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 the way of his of his whole sort of system. I'm I'm I think you know it could well be a three-nil victory, so maybe not fourteen-nil. But Rob, what 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 say you? I'm going to go 2-0. I'm going to say that, that Aaron Conn Connolly is going to score a brace on his debut because we haven't mentioned him yet, have we? Um, coming from Brighton, a, a player that, that started, he started on fire when he was a teenager at Brighton, scored goals for fun in the Premier League, but has, has sort of lost his way a bit. I think he's going to refine his direction with Middlesbrough. And needless to say, Tony Mowbray doing reasonably well with Blackburn Rovers, but it might all end in tears uh, when they entertain Middlesbrough uh, on the 24th of January. What do you feel, Jenny Finch, the score will be then? That's going to be a tougher one. I would like to say 1-0 to Middlesbrough, but I think it might be the other way around. I think they might lose 1-0 to that one. George? 2-1. Um, to uh, Middlesbrough, sorry. All right. And and Jenny Bill? I think uh, 2 1 to Blackburn, I'm afraid. <laughs> hmm. Yes. I, I, I suspect maybe 2 all. I'll, I'll be I'll sort of say 2 all. And Rob? I'm going to go for, I'm going to go the same with George. We'll, we'll, we'll score right at the end. Isaiah Jones will cross and. Um, <laughs> And Connolly will score at the end. Oh, no, Spora. Spora will score. Yeah, Andrew Spora. And, and, and all the fans will, will be singing his name again and we'll win 2-1. Yes. And that ultimately is what it's all about. Um, again, referring to the result, basically, little child looking up at his uh, his guardian here who's reading a newspaper with Newcastle nil, Cambridge United won. The official line is, does that mean Cambridge are the biggest team in the world now? 
just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, it's good to know that obviously Hartlepool, of course, we should mention Hartlepool United, uh, who have a plum tie away to Crystal Palace, uh, having uh, managed to actually sort of move their sort of system through to the fourth round. There's so much fun we yeah. could have had with Ian, but sadly he's missed it. Never mind. I'm sure he'll be coming back uh, when Newcastle United are back in the, um, no, I wouldn't say at this particular stage, it's, it's a different line. Uh, Rob, finally, in terms of how can people actually get hold of a copy, a paper edition of Fly Me to the Moon, the magazine, issue 622? Well, you can buy them at the match tomorrow. Uh, I'll be selling them outside the Reading game. Or you can go to the website, fmttmborough.com and click on subscribe. Um, or, or, or you can also, there's a fanzine shop, so I'm selling them. I sell them individually as well. And uh, yeah, please do. <laughs> And, of course, uh, big news, of course, that uh, the book corner in uh, Saltburn is still selling, I believe, copies of My Borough Debut by your good self, Robert Nichols. Of course, uh, also uh, Drake's in Stockton, Gisborough Bookshop, Dorman Museum um, as well. Uh, $9.99, a snip from that perspective. And I think whilst whilst with a, just a slight sort of moment that I see a, a, a sort of a, the sad passing of a borough legend, Jonah by Jude's granddad. Would you like to just share a little bit about this particular tale of uh, Jude, of course, known for uh, his uh, his many witty asides and comments and things that were made about, obviously, Neil Warnock. Uh, yeah, we've, we've, we've actually got two obituaries in this in this issue. And um, we've got Jonah, who was who was a kind of legendary figure from from, well, from the 60s, I think. Um, and he used to draw like a, he was known in the town, he used to do graffiti and he used to, used to draw like a big boot with a J, J in it. And, and he, he later became, um, he became an artist and he, he's, he passed away just before Christmas, but he was very well known as a, as a figure on the Holgate end, which was the Middlesbrough's cop end. And then near the start of the, of the, the fanzine, Alex, I've, I've written an obituary to Simon Bolton, who was a, uh, a good personal friend who was um, um he, he was a uh, he worked for Zetland Radio he was he was a, a presenter on Zetland Radio but for, for I, I knew him particularly as a borough fan secretary of the supporters club um he was a face often on TV uh, and in in, in in the press in the in the in the Brian Robson era at borough uh, a, a very nice guy always very friendly uh, always approachable he used to write in the fanzine and he's also his first match is actually mentioned in the in the book, the uh, My Borough debut. Um, he sadly passed away um, just before Christmas. Also, yeah. um, we'll leave a, a slight sort of uh, a, a wry smile. I love Patty Patty Dillon's line here. Uh, Come back to what you know. We must face facts. Jed Spence has acquired a deep and irreversible love for the urban area of Nottingham and all of its customs. Enraptured by the city's commercial heritage, he started wearing lace stockings whilst lounging alone at home. He's geologically immersed himself in the East Midlands region to such an extent that if you cut him in half, you'd find a cross-section of the road structure of the A52. Doesn't sound good for returning to the borough, George. That's all I'm saying. Just just a minor point there. You know, just, just a, uh... Maybe you can come maybe you can sign for Lincoln if they ever got promoted. Yeah, well, obviously, Mr. Appleton is doing his best with Lincoln City. Uh, and, and you know, who knows? Maybe in, in years to come, they could actually be going heads to head with Newcastle United if they continue their trajectory. Uh, we can but we can but hope. But that's that's another buy, etc. Uh, OK, so Jenny Bill, Jenny Finch, uh, Jenny Finch, let's come to you. A brief plug for uh, events and things that we'll be finding out in terms of your publications this year. 
Um, right, uh, there should be a new Alex Hastings book, uh, probably called um, A Long Shadow, coming out this year. Uh, I'm hoping to start working with the editor for the final edit. And we're moving ahead with the television series. Uh, we are getting the funding. And if it comes off, it should be wonderful. The producer's talking to Netflix at the moment, which will be rather wonderful. And several producers in Hollywood. There we are. You see, Jenny, leave yes. the country, all things happen, including nice, friendly rats in Tipperary. But listen to Tipperary Tales to find out about that. You might be pleased to know, Jenny, I've bracketed that with uh, tunes from Bob Geldorf, for obvious reasons, really, when you think about it. But anyway, <laughs> life continues. Um, Jenny Bill, let's briefly mention, whilst we're plugging things, what's happening in the skating world that you want to sort of promote, where you're going to be commentating and so on. Well, I've not well, the European Championships are on at the moment, which is why I won't be able to join you later because that starts at four. Um, but there's nothing on now, not not till uh, it's kind of a lull time now. Nothing. I'm not involved in anything particular. We got the obviously Olympics World Championships, but I won't be announcing at those. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be doing well, lots you, of media. You, you, you never know. They might sort of you know, call them all sorts of things. And George <laughs> is going to be busily working on his dissertation. So there we are. It's all good. Rob, would you like to lead us in the sort of final wrap? Oh, have we have we have we actually said how people can subscribe? We have, haven't we? Yeah, we did. We did indeed. Good. Okay. Website fmttmbro.com. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, the final words then need to be said. Rob, would you like to lead us, please? After three, three. Come on, Borough. Come on, Borough. Up the Borough. <laughs> Come on, Borough. <laughs> yeah, we kind of got there in the end, really, but it was more of a kind of Newcastle United attack, I felt, really, as opposed to a, a Middlesbrough <laughs> attack, you know, in terms of it kind of moved along quite nicely, a bit of an Alan San Maximum moment there, but no real Isaiah Jones sort of package in panache. Shall we try it one more time after three? One, two, three. Come on, Borough. Hey, celebrate and rejoice. It's Rob Nichols and friends on Fly Me to the Moon, the podcast. Not to be confused with Fly Me to the Moon, the song, or the fragrance for men. <laughs>